Good morning and welcome to Manna at Lighthouse. This is Pastor Ron. I'm excited to spend some time with you today as we continue to venture through Proverbs chapter 29. But first, uh, would you join me as we pray and ask the Lord's favor on our time together. Father, I love being in the midst of your care. No matter what the circumstances may be in life, Lord, you are at work in us because you know what we need and you use life and its circumstances to shape those kind of things in, the, in us. But yet, yeah, Lord, what, where our favor is, where our blessing is, is our trust is in you because you're sovereign over it all. There aren't any mistakes or things that happen and, and you go, oops, I missed that. That's, that's not you at all. Everything is in the abundance of your care. And, and so, Lord, you work through the difficulties, the mire of life to draw us into a place where you rescue us. So we ask your blessing, Jesus, on our time together today. In your name we pray, amen. Hey, I think we left off at verse 11, so we're going to pick up at verse 12. So Proverbs 29, 12, if you have your Bible with you, turn there now. Uh, it says, If a ruler listens to falsehood, all his officials will be wicked. So essentially, if a ruler is ruling and allowing lies to be continually if you will, influencing other people and deceiving other people and manipulating other people, then it's going to spread like poison. And there's not going to be any opposition. There's not going to be an opportunity to be able to say, hey, you can't, you can't say that. That's a lie because they've got no credibility. You understand that I'm talking about parenting. <laughs> it just says, man, we, we have to be very careful in, in, in the way in which we conduct our own lives because however we conduct our lives, that's going to open the door for whatever those compromises are for our children and grandchildren and so on. And, and so to shut those doors saying, I'm not going to walk in that place. I'm going to walk in truth. And it only takes one heart to begin to change the whole thing. Just as one heart influences and poisons the whole thing, so too can one person, God can use that one person to absolutely transform the entire environment, and walk in truth. Hey, verse 13. The poor man and the oppressor meet together. The Lord gives light to the eyes of both. So here, here we have the poor man and the oppressor, and they're coming, they're, they're meeting together, and it's like, why? Is it for each of them to consider their own lives um, to consider that, wait a minute, there's a, there's a purpose to their lives that's greater than themselves, um, no matter what their circumstances are, because the Lord gives light to the eyes. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, a light to my path. Man, and the Lord wants his word rich and fruitful in our lives, and God doesn't establish boundaries based upon who you are, what you do. He says, I want everyone to know who I am. And so God does. God makes himself known. As, as Romans chapter 1, verse 18, 19 says that he makes himself known to everyone. And he wants to give light to our eyes. We want us, he wants us to see the real purpose of life because the real purpose of life is to know him and to worship him. It's that simple. Verse 14, 
If a king faithfully judges the poor, his throne will be established forever. So, you know, we can't fix and make everybody wealthy in the world. It doesn't, it doesn't work that way. Um, but if you care for and provide for um, the poor, um, it, it's saying, I, I do it well. I, I, I have to be careful about what I do for them because I don't want to make the poor dependent upon me. I want to equip the poor. Um, because that's what God does is blessed are the poor for they shall see God. Or, and, and let me just read that to you. It's Matthew chapter 5. Um, blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Oh, man, I don't want to teach that incorrectly. It just says, man, is, is there a humility of spirit that it, that's the kind of spirit that are the citizens of heaven? Because we've surrendered to our God. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. God says, I'm going to rescue you. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. It says, walk in humility, because your inheritance is great. It's called eternity. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. There is no satisfaction in anything other than the righteousness of Christ. It's in him and him alone. But well, we don't want to get too distracted by the Beatitudes. That's a great message, by the way. You can look at it. It's, it's chapter Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7. 5 lays it out, and then the rest of the chapters uh, of 5 and 6 and 7 all give you detail about the Beatitudes. Um, so anyway, let's get back to the fact that um, it, it's like, man, may I, may I equip them by teaching and, and, and guiding and, and giving wisdom um, that's, that's what matters, because God says, I, I want you to be more concerned about the hearts of others than you are about your own, the welfare of others, um, not creating a welfare state, no, but to, but to care for, um, not discard or reject, but to love and to care for and to equip, um, to walk alongside. Verse 15, the rod and reproof give wisdom, but a child left to himself brings shame to his mother. You know, um, we, we, we have that passage for us that, that tells us that all discipline is not pleasant for the moment, but yields fruitful righteousness to those who are trained by it. You see, discipline has great purpose in our lives to help redirect us but to help us also to understand that God loves us because he disciplines those whom he loves. He, he's protecting us from things that are detrimental to us, things that can be destructive in our lives, things that can distract us from that priority relationship with him. And so if we're left to ourselves, all we're going to do is create a lot of heartache, and especially those closest to us and and who but a mother is closest to her children. Um, verse, verse 16, And when the wicked increase, transgression increases, but the righteous will look upon their downfall. You know, God is sovereign. And, and what I think of is, is Galatians. Um, let me flip back over there real quick. Galatians chapter 6. It says in verse 7, Do not be deceived. Okay, <laughs> be, pay attention. God is not mocked, 
For whoever, for whatever one sows, that will he also reap. Whatever you do, you're going to get... you're going to get that. You know, it's like, kind of like if you do something, you heard that expression, what goes around comes around, well, it does. Um, so you, you got to pay attention. For whatever you sow, that will you also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. The flesh is pursuing, satisfying our flesh is not to our benefit. Uh, but the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. The flesh reaps destruction, separation from God for eternity. If I continue in my stubborn ways of refusing God, saying no to God, um, as opposed to allowing the Spirit to draw me to Him and to fill me and to teach me. And it says, And let us not grow weary of doing good, and for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. So then we have opportunity. Let us do good to everyone and especially to those of the household of faith. Oh, that I might be uh, an ambassador um, towards those who are believers in Christ, um, looking for the opportunity to bless them. Hey, we're going to pull up right there, and we'll pick up again next week in verse seven, uh, 18. Excuse me. Um, and so, anyway, God bless you all, and look forward to seeing you again next week.